Welcome to Your Food Looks Funny. I am Marcus T, and today we're talking about seafood. I'm not eating that. I'm not eating that. All right, so today, today we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about a topic that uh that frustrates me in in general here. But uh, before we get to that, I just want to remind you, make sure you're checking out the social media. YFLF podcast on Instagram is our main place. We also have a group on Facebook. Your food looks funny. You can find us there. Check us out at the website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com for all the latest episodes and things going on with the show. Uh, Also, if you want to call in and give some commentary on uh, what you heard, some insight on what you're thinking especially about seafood. I'm going to get pretty personal about this one. Call the show or text us at 419-77-PICKY. That's 419-777-4259 if you like the numerical version of that. Uh, here on the show, uh, if it's your first time listening as well, if it's, it's, it's your, yeah. wow, that was a lot. That was a lot. Excuse me there. If it's your first time listening to the show, here we talk about picky tendencies in, uh, in people's eating habits. So uh, at the top of that list, at the top of that list for me has always been seafood. It's still there. It's one of those things that I've adapted to eating a little bit more, but uh, I just don't like to. I just don't like to. So we're going to go ahead and start this one off quickly with a public public service service announcement. When people ask what can they add to a dish to make it better, okay, seafood is not the answer. So recently I just put up a post in the uh, Your Food Looks Funny group on Facebook and it was a picture of a baked potato that somebody had put up. They had loaded the baked potato up with, uh, I don't even know what, what all was in it, but the first thing I noticed was there's a pile of shrimp inside this thing. I don't know wh- what made this a thing, and I'm going to talk more about my feelings on it, but I don't know what made this a thing that adding seafood to a dish suddenly makes it better. Or even fancier, some might say. Maybe that's my just personal perception that when I think seafood, I think you're trying to be fancy at home. But it never seems to be done quite right when I see pictures on social media of it. They just they throw a ton of crab or, you know, 7190 shrimp in there. And to clarify what that is, 7190 shrimp are the small ones. OK, the larger the number is by the shrimp, the smaller it is. So. 7190 shrimp is is the baby joints, the really small ones. If you want some bigger ones, you look for like a 6'9 or, a, you know, some 1720s or something like that. You, you look for a smaller number to get a bigger shrimp. It's the number of shrimp that you're going to get per pound is what the number stands for. So teaching a few things here along the way. We try to do that. But again, seafood, adding it to your dish, in my opinion, which that's what this show is here for. Is not the answer to making your dish better or fancier. And I'm going to get into a little bit of the stigma. Here we go. Of why I think seafood is so heavily coveted and misunderstood at the same time. So stick with me here. Seafood, all of us, obviously humans are land dwelling species. So we live on land. There's a lot more water in the world. We know this. We've been through social studies. Okay. There's a lot more water in the world, but we don't live in the water. We may live near water. We may take a boat across water, a bridge. We might swim, take a dip, go dive a little bit. But most of our species is on land at all times, right? We go fishing. We pull stuff out the water, but it's not stuff that we see every day. 
For instance, we see chickens, cows, pigs all the time. They're walking around with us. We can walk around with them, observe their habits and see what they're eating, what they're doing, how they go about their day when they're running errands and stuff. What are they doing? Okay. Fish, shellfish, not so much. Not so much. All we know is what a few scientists and, you know, what when we pull them out of the water, they're not in their environment anymore. So we don't know what their life is like. Okay. We're not sharks hunting these fish. We're not whales eating these fish. We're pulling them out of their habitat to eat them in our world. And that's why they always look so disturbed when you pull them out the water. They're like, hey, what am, what am I doing here? Because they don't expect to be eaten by something that's walking on land, okay? They expect to be hunted down in their own area. We, we farm in these things now. When you think of a farm, you think cows, chickens, ducks, birds, anything. But fish, we're farming salmon. We're farming shrimp and stuff now. Farming this stuff in water where we can't live. Okay, we need to breed. And for me, I don't need to eat these particular creatures. Another thing I'm going to uh, talk about here. So when we talk fish and shellfish, because we're talking seafood, fish are fall in that category, whether you think it or not. They do. Fish and shellfish make up two of the eight major allergies of the world. OK, the eight major allergies, peanuts, tree nuts, fish, shellfish, eggs, milk, wheat, soy. I've said this before on the show, show but I just want to reiterate it. There are eight major allergies. Four of them are plant based. Four of them are animal based. But two of the eight are fish and shellfish. The other two that are animal-based, eggs and milk. But the fact that two of the eight are just a broad category of species, as in fish and shellfish, lets you know the understanding that we don't have of these particular things, that we have to throw them in such a broad category. Because soy, wheat, like, we could just say plants, right? We could just say cows or goats or something for milk, but no, beef isn't one of those allergies. We don't say pork. We say milk and eggs. All right. But fish and shellfish. And uh, for those who kind of have an idea of what these things are, obviously fish, most people know, you know, trout, you know, salmon, that kind of stuff. Shellfish, we're talking clams, mussels, oysters scallops, shrimp, lobster, crab, some of the stuff you eat whole, like the crabs, the lobster, you, you crack them out the shell yourself, but clams, mussels, oysters, scallops, some of those you see the sh see it in the shell, but like scallops, most people don't see them in their natural state. They see the little white part that comes out, okay, the bay and the sea scallops. Sea scallops are the big ones, bay scallops are the little joints, but the allergies that these things cause is it really based off of their broad category of being shellfish or is it because we don't take the time to understand the allergens caused by each one? And I haven't dove more into this and, you know, I just want to hit the button on myself because I haven't hit one in a while. Science, 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 science. But shellfish, shellfish in general, I'm just not a fan of it. That's where we're circling around to me and seafood. I grew up in North Ohio on Lake Erie. OK, so we don't have these shellfish as much we don't have clams mussels oysters scallops lobster we, we don't have that stuff we had fish okay we had lake erie fish which sometimes could be a little scary okay them fish come out looking a little rough it's a rough environment out there in the north but now that i live over here in the dc maryland virginia area you know crabs are in everything everybody got their own version of the crab cake i just came from south florida 
recently working down there for a little bit. Seafood is life, right? Seafood is life for people that live in these areas and they just get accustomed to it. And there was some great stuff that I had. I had some lobster mac and cheese while I was down there. That was really good. I had uh, a lot of different versions of mahi tacos and mahi sandwiches. And if I were walking down the street or riding in a boat, I couldn't tell you what any of these fish or anything look like. I wouldn't I wouldn't know where to go get them or anything, but I bet I can tell you where to go find a cow, pig, chicken, something. And I think that's what leans us more into eating certain things or being adverse to them is our understanding of what we're eating. And seafood is one of those things to me where I love being in water. I love being around water, near water. But am I going to dive down and look at the environment that these things live in? No, because I have this thing about being in uncomfortable environments where I'm trying to find my food. A grocery store is a great place to find stuff. The meat section is a wonderful place. Okay. When you walk by that little counter that has the seafood, though, it always feels a little uncomfortable. Looking at the fish, it's like it's got a strong, pungent smell. It might not be bad. It's just not what you're used to, right? Maybe you're used to the smell of beef by now, right, Marcus? Okay. Talking to myself there. Maybe I am used to that kind of thing. I've just grown up on it. It's a Midwestern thing. You know, steak and potatoes. That's what our lives revolved around and soul food for that matter. But it wasn't a lot of seafood in there. You know, we had fish fries every now and then, but there's something about seafood that you just don't have this understanding of unless you really grew up on an island where that was a main source of of protein or diet or something, you know, New Orleans, you know, when we went down to New Orleans, they kept trying to feed us oysters and, and I refuse. I'm not eating that. I don't want oysters. Okay. It's one of those things where I love to talk to people about trying new food and yes, I will try it. Yes, I've had it. Clams, mussels, oysters. When I was down in South Florida, we had uh, one of the chefs down there made some dish that involved mussels. And he was like, are you allergic to seafood? And I was tempted, tempted to say yes. Come on. But I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't fake an allergy simply for the fact of getting out of it, out of tasting something. Okay, I'll taste it. I'll taste it. I'll taste a full spoonful of it to make sure that I I gave it the full go. But it's uh, it was good. It was good. Am I ordering it? No, no, I'm not doing that. I, uh, I just, I, that's my personal preference. I think I've tried these things enough times to be like, I can live without it. Am I going to shun it completely? No. You know, there's always something good on the horizon. There's always something good to try, even with seafood. Like I said, living in this area, DC, the DC area, we have a lot of good restaurants. There are a lot of good things to try. And Again, this show is based off of uh, kind of some inspiration I took from my wife. And my wife eats seafood. She eats certain seafood. Let me say it that way. If she doesn't quite understand what it is, she may have a few questions, about 10 questions. But ultimately, she's willing to try. She's, she's gradually getting there. She's gradually getting there. We're working on it. But seafood is one of those things like if I'm not all in for it, chances are she's not all in on it either. And for the simple fact that I can't get fully invested into seafood because it's beyond my understanding. No matter how much I studied in school, how many restaurants we cook crab cakes or lobster or shrimp or whatever, it just hasn't gravitated to me the way that other people have gravitated towards it. And that circles me back around to the post that I I put up in the Facebook group about the loaded baked potato with shrimp in it. Why? Why? 
Surf and turf sounds fancier and it most times looks fancier than just putting chicken with beef. Because who wants two land-dwelling animals on the same plate, right? It just seems like overkill, literally overkill. But the fact that adding, you know, some shrimp to your steak or, you know, a lobster and, and steak. And, and I'll, if I can remember, I'll put this picture up of the, there's a lobster and steak dish that one of the cooks put up when I was down in Florida because they have this experience called dining, barefoot dining down in Fort Lauderdale. So you can go eat out on the beach with your significant other and they make a special three course or four course meal for you. And it came with a surf and turf. So it was a, a filet mignon with a lobster tail and it looked spectacular, spectacular. And I, that's where a lot of these things come from with seafood is that you don't see it that often. Well, you might see it often now, especially everybody's taking a picture of their plate when they go out to eat anyway. But you're going to see beef all the time. It's been a staple in America for years. I mean, I, you know, centuries. Chickens. We raise this stuff. But the fishing industry has greatly evolved over the past 20 or 30 years. And so that it's making these things more mainstream to see it on Food Network and then suddenly see it in your grocery store. Sea urchin, sushi. Like sushi is a big deal now. It's a big deal. But again. I'm not eating that. Nah. Nah. Why? Give me your reasoning. Any sushi lovers out there, please call the show. Text the show. Let me know why sushi is such an obsession with you. Let me know. Why do you have a love of sushi? Again, 419-77-PICKY or 419-777-4259. Let me know why you love sushi. What is it, what is it about it? And I, I'm not the guy who's just like, oh, raw, raw fish. Like, it's okay. I'll, I'll eat some, you know, uh, sushi-grade tuna every now and then or some, you know, sesame-seared, like, light ahi tuna. But sushi, it's, why? Why do people go crazy over this? But sushi, nah. It's one of those things that I don't know if it's just trendy or they're really going that hard on it about seafood. Adding seafood to stuff is not the answer. That's the overall just that I want to get across about this point. If, if you have a, an, an opposing opinion, please, I'm all ears. I'm all ears. Tell me why seafood makes the dish that much better, that much better. Does it really feel fancier to you if it involves a fish, some shrimp, some mussels? When you see the shells, when you see the decoration, sprinkle a little bit of parsley across those nice black mussel shells. Do you, do you feel, you know, like you're of a higher class eating this dish? Let me know. I'm interested. I'm very interested. But other than that, we're going to go ahead and wrap that up. Uh, this weekend, I'm getting ready to head to Texas, the land of barbecue. So hopefully I get some good inspiration while I'm down there. And I look forward to hearing from you guys. Again, call the show, 419-777-PICKY, 419-777-4259. Other than that, we're going to wrap up the show here, run it out. I appreciate you guys listening. Check out the uh, social medias, Instagram and Twitter, kind of on there. YFLF podcast. And check out the website, yourfoodlooksfunny.com. Call the show. See you guys next week.